The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Wildcard weekend in the books, division around on tap. Which of the NFC and AFC teams will be playing next week in the AFC and NFC championship games for the road to the Super Bowl? We'll find out tonight as well as our DFS picks. I'm your host, Scott Guasco. I'm joined once again by Derek Favret, and we are getting into our DraftKings and FanDuel DFS lineups for the divisional round right here on the Razzball Fantasy Football Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Show. Once again, I am your host, Sky Guasco, with another episode joined by my man Derek, per usual, on the DFS show. Make sure to catch us at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. And, of course, you can find Derek at Derek underscore F-A-V-R-E-T. Derek, how we doing, man? We did pretty well in DFS last week. We also did pretty well in our pickums. How are you feeling for this week? Yeah, awesome. It was, it was great. Uh you know, two two of my three uh, I cashed in on last week, so it's oh good boy. good start to the playoffs, and we'll try to keep it rolling this week. I love it. Make sure everybody to go ahead and follow us on Twitter, of course. Everything Razzball R A Z Z B A L L. Of course, you can subscribe right here to the Razzball Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Hit that bell, hit the subscribe. Make sure to leave a comment. Let us know your DFS steals, and of course, those auto starts you got to have for your DFS lineup. This weekend. Again, we're down to only eight teams, and we'll be breaking down what it looks like for Saturday and the Sunday slate. And those of you on the move, of course, you can download our podcast as well. We are no longer doing the Sunday live shows, those are retired until next season, but you can catch us every single night right here on Razzball. And you can, of course, see those repurposed episodes on your podcast. And we are still pumping out lots of free content on Razzball. Dot com. So make sure to head over to the website and check out all the amazing writers and all of our content, as well as the shows and, of course, the podcast episodes. All right, Derek, let's save the pleasantries, man. We covered a lot of kind of strategy last week. We covered some kind of how to build a lineup, folks new to DFS. Well, I think everybody that's playing this long has either played before or they at least got their first taste last weekend. So why don't we just jump right into it? I'll kind of preview what we're looking at for Saturday. And like last week, we will have you jump into a DraftKings style lineup and I'll do a FanDuel lineup just so we can kind of differentiate our price points and styles a little bit because, again, the price points are different on both of our platforms there. So on Saturday, starting off, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars who uh, upset, if you will, even uh, as the favorite, our uh, Chargers. You and I both picked the Chargers last week to go down into Jacksonville to win that game. And hey, for 30 minutes... We were definitely correct. For the second 30 minutes, unfortunately, not so much. The tale of two halves. Jacksonville gets it done, but they got the toughest test of them all right now. They're heading into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. And then later on Saturday evening, we have the Giants, who I picked to upset the Vikings, got it done to play the number one seed in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of course, got that rest last week. So of the Jags, Chiefs, Giants, and Eagles on the Saturday slate, for DraftKings specifically, Derek, what are you looking at for your lineup? 
Yeah, I do have a nice uh, lineup, I think, uh, set up. I am going to start with my quarterback with uh, Daniel Jones. He was really good last week, and I, I like him this week as well uh, amongst the four. I mean, again, all four of these quarterbacks are are, are, are good and, and easy to use in, in certain cases, but uh, for the Saturday-only slate, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Uh, tough matchup against Philly, but I'm hoping he at least rushes one in as well. So uh, I like I like his price point at uh, 5,800. Uh, for my running backs, I went with Etienne last week. I'm going to go with him again against Kansas City, 6,400. Uh, and I'm going to pair him up with, in that same game, I'm going to go with uh, Pacheco at 5,500. So uh, I was I was debating between McKinnon and Pacheco. Uh, and, and you'll know when I get to my full lineup, I'm actually going the other way with McKinnon in that one. But for, for the Saturday only, uh, in this case, I'm going to go with Pacheco at 5,500. I like that price point because I'm going to spend a little bit uh, more on wide receivers. And Devonta Smith is my first receiver I'm going to build around. Uh, that matchup with Philly really should favor him well. Uh, he's at 7,200, so that's a little pricey for me. Uh, so I have to pair him with a couple uh, – uh, less costly items. Uh, first one is going to be uh, Hodgins. Uh, he's I've been touting him for weeks now, and he he really did me solid last week. Uh, I wrote him to to one of my caches uh, uh, last week, and so I'm going to go with him again. He just seems to have a link up with uh, Jones, so I'm going to have a little mini stack there with Jones and Hodgins. And then um, last week I went with Marvin Jones. This week I'm going with Zay Jones. So I'll go with Zay Jones at, at Kansas City at uh, 4,700 uh, for there. For my tight end, how could you not go with Kelsey in, in the cash? You have to go with Kelsey. He's at 7,700 in the DraftKings uh, Saturday-only slate, so that's kind of expensive. So that's why I'm having to go a little bit lighter on, on some of my other uh, picks. Uh, last week, I did a tight end, tight end, you'll recall. I'm going to do that again. And in my flex, I'm going to go down, or with Goddard. Uh, against the giants. He's only 4,500. And so, uh, you know, again, when I was looking at the price point uh, for flex with whatever I had, I had left uh, to me, he was really the best option. So I'm going to do a dual tight end uh, slate again with Kelsey and, and Goddard. And then uh, for the, uh, for the defense, I I'm running with the Eagles. The Eagles got the best defense there. I, I kind of, I really don't like, you know, pairing a defense with my quarterback, but uh, you know, of the four, you know, Kansas City and Jacksonville, that, that could be, you know, a 50-point game, you know, between the two of them, who, who knows. And and I'm really not sure, uh, you know, that the Giants can stop the Eagles. So uh, just by default, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're 3,300 for the defense, so I, I can fit that into my lineup as well. So I've got uh, Jones at 5,800, 5, uh, ETN 6,400, Pacheco 5,500, uh, Devonta Smith 7,200. Hodgins at 4,900, Zay Jones at 4,700, of course, Kelsey 7,700, Goddard 4,500, and the Eagles defense at 3,300. That's my Saturday only slate. I like it. How much of um, how much of who you think is going to win the game in general comes into how you pick a DFS lineup at different positions or DST or what have you? You know, it, it that's a good question. So it actually does for me – in in certain cases so when i was uh looking at the uh running back position the second my second running back you know I, I told you i was kind of debating between pacheco and mckinnon and 
you know, honestly, we'll get to our pickums later, but I really feel that uh, Kansas City is going to uh, – I said this last week, and I was, I was wrong, but I, I think, you know, uh, Kansas City is not going to have a too terribly tough time with, uh, with the Jaguars this week uh, on rest, being at home in the playoffs – uh, against the upstart. So I tended to lean this case to Pacheco thinking that, uh, they, you know, he might get actually a little more run versus McKinnon, uh, you know, with the pass. So uh, in, in this particular slate uh, that the game, my expected game flow did factor into, to some of my, uh, my picks. Got it. Okay. Just always curious, you know, sometimes you're like, man, I think this team's going to win, but like, I just want that player or something like that. So it's good to uh, kind of debate that way. Well, last week you and I had a, a Saturday and a Sunday slate and we don't share our lineups intentionally before we jump on on purpose to kind of have that organic conversation. But once again, we had four players shared in the Saturday slot last week, four players shared in the Sunday slot. And again, I've got four players that I'm sharing with you here on the Sunday, uh, the Saturday slot. So let me get to the FanDuel side of things. And two things popped out a little bit with price points that I thought was interesting. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Last week, I actually went with Daniel Jones, and I was happy about that. He played quite well. Again, I had gone with the upset with the Giants over the Vikings as my pick. I just felt like that game was going to kind of unravel that way. Certainly it did. <clears throat> and Daniel Jones came through. This week, I just – obviously, Trevor Lawrence was incredible the first half and terrible in the – or, sorry, incredible in the second half, terrible in the first half with four picks. It's obviously not going to happen again. And believe it or not, I actually think that he'll have a better time playing against the Chiefs' defense than the Chargers' defense. And I just, of course, expect the Chiefs to put up points for them to be running behind. So, I like Trevor Lawrence. 7,600 is my quarterback. I'm also going to go with the Travis Etienne. I picked him last week. I'm going to stay hot on that. 6,800. For Travis Etienne, so I'm going to go kind of heavy Jags. I don't necessarily expect the Jags to win this game, but as far as fantasy points and where the bulk of the offense might come from in this offense, I expect it to be T-Law and Etienne for the most part. So Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne for my quarterback and running back, and then kind of burying the lead there, but just how I set up my lineup becomes second. Saquon Barkley, right? Last week, my horse was um, Christian McCaffrey. Yours was Austin Eckler, and obviously it worked out for both of us on that front. I was able to squeeze Saquon in here and not have like a secondary lineup. I feel pretty good about this lineup and Saquon is able to be my running back there. 8,500, not cheap on FanDuel, but he is kind of my horse and I'm going to ride him. And I do think that the way that the giants might have a chance or slow down that Eagles offense is going to be running the ball and running through the pass game through Saquon as well. So I like him to get a lot of work. Of course, Devonta Smith is who you had as well. And I'm teaming up with him also, 7400 on FanDuel, which is actually cheap considering that's almost what he costs on DraftKings. And usually there's quite a bit of a discrepancy in price points on FanDuel and DraftKings. But because he's so expensive in DraftKings, he's almost a bargain, if you will, in FanDuel. So I like that a lot. And then I also am going to go with Zay Jones as well. I want to make sure to have some sort of a additional stack there. So he's kind of my shot in the dark a little bit. Um, secondary receiver that stack with Trevor Lawrence. And then I'm going to go with Richie James also. I also like Hodgins. He was like $200 more than I could afford. So I went with the next best thing, which is Richie James. And he could see, you know, eight, nine targets in this game. I like that. And I think Hodgins has made himself the number one. So as far as Darius Slay goes, I think that might be more of a shadow situation. Or if he stays on that side of the field, Richie James might get loose a little bit more there. 
And then you're totally right. How can you go without Travis Kelsey here if you can afford him? Eight grand, not cheap, but I threw him in my lineup and I was able to do that. I'm also going to go with the double tight end stack. I like it. You and I did it uh, with two tight ends last week. I'm going to do it again also. I'm going to go Evan Ingram again, though. So I'm going like quad stack with the Jags, which is a bit dangerous. And again, I don't necessarily see the Jags win in this game, but there's a lot of video footage coming out after that Chargers win and the Jags coming back and a lot of sideline banter that we don't see in live time, but people record it, put it online. And it just seems like Trevor's got his head on straight, obviously. The coaching's great over there. Everyone's got each other's back. Nobody was getting on Trevor when he threw four picks. Everybody was like, yo, man, we got you. Like, stay calm. We'll figure it out. And they did. The Chiefs, as they know, is the toughest competition we'll have all season long, and I think that they can rally behind him. So I like Evan Ingram. And then my defense, I don't like at all, but I could only afford the Giants at that point going up against the Eagles, which I don't like. However, DSTs, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, my man, go Ducks, has been absolutely on fire. Uh, If he gets loose for one or two sacks, uh, maybe they get a turnover or two. You never know what's going to happen on special teams. So I'm just going to kind of hope for the best with the Giants. DST there for 3,000. So Trevor Lawrence at 7,600. ETN at 6,800. Saquon at 8,500. Devonta Smith at 74. Zay Jones at 65. Richie James at 5,900. Kelsey at 8,000. Evan Ingram at 6,000. Giants defense at 3,000. And again, the four players that you and I are matching up on this week, Travis Etienne, Devonta Smith, and Zay Jones at wide receiver, and of course, Travis Kelsey. Any blatant... Um, disagreements other than the Giants DST, which I kind of just got my <laughs> No, well, you know, honestly, I, you know, as you're going through that, uh, I see a lot of similarities in how we built that. But, you know, the big difference that kind of jumps out is, you know, you, you were able to get Barkley in there, you know, where I had Pacheco. Uh, but the difference was, you know, you, you were left with the Giants defense and I had the Eagles defense. So, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I, I, I think I like the Barkley over Pacheco matchup better than the Eagle over Giants matchup that I have. So I, I do like your lineup, but uh, yeah, I, I see how we, uh, we were kind of thinking along the same lines for, for most part, it's just the way it fits in, you know, way the yep. dollars fit in and the way you match them up. But uh, yeah, I like it. I like the lineup. All right. Well, let's turn the page to Sunday here. So again, we have the number three Bengals, the number two Buffalo bills, of course, a uh, rematch of just a couple weeks, uh, which will forever be known as the uh, DeMar Hamlin game, if you will. Monday Night Football game was inevitably canceled due to the situation here, and now these guys are playing in the playoffs. Um, that was looking to be a playoff preview. We only had about eight minutes of that game. But now we have the Bengals as the number three seed. Bills hosting as the number two seed. I think this is going to be the best game on the slate for the weekend. Buffalo gets to host, which I think is big in this one. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys at number five seed going up against the Niners in the number two seed. Um, Again, all teams getting it done last week. So Philly and KC are playing on Saturday. Those are the two teams that were off last week. Everybody on Sunday had to win to move on last week, and they got it done. So Bengals and Bills up early, and then the Cowboys and Niners in the later slate. Let's get into the Sunday slate here for DraftKings DFS lineup. Yeah, so I'm with you, too. I think that Cincinnati-Buffalo game, probably most everyone agrees that that's going to be the game to watch. And, and you know, I, I'm putting almost all my eggs in that basket, as it turned out. Uh, you know, I, I didn't – I wasn't really 
intentionally setting out to do that. But as, as the lineup came together and I started looking at it, like, wow, I'm, I'm, but it's one of those things where you're going to, you know, at, at the end of that first game, I'm hopefully I'm going to be way out front. And then the second game, I'm just going to be watching to see how, if I can, if I can hold, you know, stay in the money. That's, this is what, 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 uh, you know, the slate's going to be for me, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to start out uh, again in that game. Um, Joe Burrows, I'm going to go with him, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to stack. This is a stack. I've got Joe Burrows, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase. Those are my three. That's my Bengals stack that I'm Ooh. going with. So Burrows, Mixon, and Chase. So Burrows is 6,500. Mixon is 6,500. And Chase is 7,800 on, on DraftKings. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my Bengal stack. Uh, to counter that, I've got Diggs, seventy seven hundred. So you see, I'm putting a lot of money into my wide receivers, and then I'm also going with uh, Dawson Knox at tight end, uh, and Gabe Davis in my flex. So you see, I'm heavily invested in in uh, in that Buffalo Cincinnati game. Uh, then I was able to. Uh, Sweek in Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver. That's my only player from the for the late game is Brandon Ayuk at, at five thousand. And then I needed obviously I spent a lot of money, so I needed uh, a cheaper running back too. And you know my my man is there. We had him last week. We had Brothers Cook last week, and we only have one left standing. So James Cook, I'm going to roll with him again. Uh, you know I I looked at the you know, in his analytics and everything is really just remaining the same. So for the same reasons that I picked him last week, I'm picking him again. You know, he's got the snap share, uh, you know, the, the game flow doesn't uh, really affect him so much. You know, we saw last week, uh, you know, he got carries, he got a touchdown, you know, he, he wasn't spectacular, but he was, he was good, you know, and he, he was a, a useful piece, especially at that price point. And then uh, for the, for the defense, Again, it was kind of a roll of dice, but with uh, you know all that money I spent, I had to just go with the cheapest options. I will go in with the Bengals. Uh, I, I really kind of hated all those defenses, frankly. Uh, uh, if anything, I probably I would I would go with uh, San Francisco if I had the money, but in this case, I didn't. So I'm going with the Bengals. So yeah, my Sunday slate: Joe Burrow at 6,500, Mixon at 6,500, James Cook 4,800. Uh, Chase seventy eight hundred, Diggs at seventy seven hundred, Ayuk at five thousand, Dawson Knox thirty eight hundred, Gabe Davis forty eight hundred, and then the Bengals defense at twenty four hundred. There's my like, Sunday slate. I like it, and you know we keep doing this, man. I think this is so fun because again we don't share our lineups prior. Uh, it's more fun that way, and here we are again, uh, fourth slate in a row. We have four players exactly that we're sharing, which is fun. So I'll dive right in here. Um, I'm also going Joe Burrow, uh, 8,000 on FanDuel. Um, obviously, you know, cream of the crop here is, is Allen and, and um, uh, I, I think even Dak Prescott, to be honest with you, the way that he played against the Bucks in the public eye. But the Bucks defense and the 49ers defense are not in the same category, obviously. Uh, this is another bit of rivalry. I went back and watched the game from last year because I'm a nerd. And um, really up until the end, uh, when the Niners kind of put the let the foot off the gas um, and Jimmy kind of had a, a mistake and a couple false starts, the Cowboys should have been tromped in that game. They were able to come back and make it interesting. But I don't think Shanahan's going to let up this year, hopefully. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow as well, 8,000. Uh, I had CMC last week. I'm going to stick with him. 
most expensive player on the slate. He will be always when he's healthy, 9,200 in FanDuel. But he's my dog, right? I mean, he's going to get 20 touches, probably multiple touchdowns. All those receptions are big time in FanDuel especially. So I like CMC there. And actually, I'm going to double up on 49er running backs, which is kind of silly. But again, when you look at my receivers, I went pretty heavy there. So I had to look at a cheaper option. I did actually look at James Cook, but I was off by like 100 or two. So I couldn't go with him. Uh, In FanDuel, Elijah Mitchell is just a little bit cheaper. So I'm going to double up there. And I do think, again, Shanahan's going to want to run, run, run. And the defense for the Cowboys is very efficient in the pass game. Not very stout against the run per se. And I think to protect Brock Purdy, to minimize mistakes, to control the ball, to control the clock, and keep the potentially high-flying offense of of Dak and the boys off the field, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And so they could, you know, last week, if you're watching it, they had multiple sets where they had Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey in the slot, George Kittle in tight, and Debo Samuel running around in motion. I mean, you have all the guys out there at one time. And then, of course, you have Brandon Ayuk out there as your prototypical wide receiver. So, Everybody's going to be on the field for the Niners, and I think that uh, Elijah Mitchell can get some work there too. So he's kind of my sneak attack RB2. I went with Jamar Chase as well. If he got Burrow, I'm going to stack that. So I went with Jamar Chase at 8,500. And then I also went with Debo. I think it's kind of funny. Last week, I went with Ayuk. You went with Debo, and obviously Debo crushed uh, with that long run. And I'm going to go with Debo this week, and you're going with Ayuk, which I like a lot. So nonetheless, we're going to pair up with that 49er wide receiver, Debo 7,100 on FanDuel. And then we're both going Gabe Davis as well. Um, Gabe Davis, during the he's going to come in with a lot of hype again as a sleeper next season. During the season, it's not so much. In the playoffs, though, uh, Josh Allen has nine receptions in the last two weeks of 35 yards or more. He's bombing right now. And Gabe Davis is a big-time receiving um, option of that. We saw the AFC Championship against the uh, Chiefs last year when he went nuts. I think we can see a big game from him again in the shootout. So I like Gabe Davis there. I went with Dalton Schultz as my tight end, 6,400. I think they're going to double team and just kind of shadow a bit and try to minimize C.D. Lamb. Um, Michael Gallup will get his, but I think outside of the run game, Dalton Schultz is going to get a lot of work. Again, I watched the 49ers-Cowboys playoff game from last year, and outside of C.D. Lamb, it was primarily Dalton Schultz getting a lot of play-action work. And I think, you know, Fred Warner and those kind of guys, I think are going to be on him this week, but he could get a lot of work there too. And then I'm going to, my deep dive here is going to be a triple stack for my Bengals and Joe Burrow. And that's Tyler Irwin. He's like the eighth option for the Bengals. However, he's caught, caught a handful of deep shots. And at that price point, 4,800 on, on a FanDuel, which is absolute beans. One catch for 65 yards and the touchdown is all it takes, and that's pretty much what he gets. But I'm hoping for the Hail Mary there. And then I went with you. I actually went with the Bengals at 3,400. Obviously, I don't love it going up against the Bills. However, I expect the Bills to show up in this game. But Josh Allen has thrown some picks. He will take a sack, right? Um, Either one of these running backs can, you know, maybe lose a fumble or something. So I do think that uh, my Giants and my Bengals DST plays are – pitiful but we see every single week in a lot of the low level cheap dsts do quite well and even better than the high price dsts because defense is so kind of finicky and and unpredictable so hoping for the best there quick recap joe burrow 8000 cmc 9200 mitchell 5400 so both 49er running backs jamar chase 
at 8,500, Debo Samuel, 7,100, Gabe Davis, 6,600, uh, Dalton Schultz, 6,400. Tyler Irwin is my deep dive at 80, or I'm sorry, 4,800. And then the Bengals at 3,400. Burrow, Chase, Gabe Davis, and the Bengals are the four players that we are playing together. Any uh, obvious discrepancies there? Again, I won't even say the Bengals because you went with them uh, this particular time. No, and actually, uh, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned uh, Mitchell because I was trying to work him in as well, and it was one of the options I was looking at because uh, you know, uh, I'm going with Dar, uh, Knox and Cook, but I was looking at uh, uh, how I if I could use Mitchell and then what, what I could get lower in the lineup with him, and I ended up just going with Cook and, and Knox. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, – you know, that we were both kind of thinking, zeroing in on him. You picked him. I, I, I couldn't fit it in the way it worked out. But, uh, yeah, for the same reason, I wasn't scared to go with Mitchell, you know, with, like I said, all those weapons and CMC, of course. Uh, I still – and we saw it last week, you know, that, uh, you know, Mitchell – or before, you know, Mitchell will get his work. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's not the feature back, but he gets, he gets enough work to justify, you know, using him in a DFS lineup. And, you know, and he, he came through with the touchdown, so – yeah, that's a good pick. I, I, I don't mind pairing them at all. I think that's a great great idea. And let's not forget, again, we're, we're last year, different teams, Jimmy was in, yada, yada. But Mitchell was the starting running back in this playoff game last year, too, right, mm-hmm. against, you know, majority of this defense here. So he's got that, you know, Chris McCaffrey's Christian McCaffrey, but, you know, Elijah Mitchell saw a bunch of these looks and things last year, so that could be – an upgrade there also, you okay. know, and, well, you know, bef- oh, you know before we go, just, you know, you're, you know, you're mentioning about the defenses, but uh, you know, take light, the, which, what defense was the best defense that won last week? That's the dolphins. Yeah. Who, right. who, who would have, you know, who would have thought that, uh, yeah, the dolphins were the, were the defense to own last week. So yeah, yeah this week could yeah, be which the Bengals is, or the Jaguars. Which again is crazy because like overall the Jags weren't the team that you would have wished for. Right. But in that second half, when they showed up and shut down the chargers, Right. I mean, all of a sudden they, they have those hot runs. You can't predict, you know, uh, special teams stuff. Right. right. But again, we said it last week and even more so this week because it's the same teams. This Bills game, you know, is going to have a lot of emotion. Right. These mm-hmm. two, two teams just played and DeMar got hurt. And thankfully, he's, you know, recovering, I think, much better than all of us expected. Thank goodness. But um, it's going to be a lot of emotion in this game. And Naheem Hines ran back the opening kick and ran another one back the next week. And like, you know, it just, uh, special things happen sometimes. And so, you know, you can never kind of predict that kind of stuff, but it's a lot of fun. Derek, before we get out of here and do our pickums, if you're in the full slate, a full weekend slate, you're looking at Saturday and Sunday, you got all eight teams at your disposal. Can you run down maybe a, a group collective lineup? for DraftKings and what it might look like if you had everybody available. Yeah, you bet. And uh, you know, some of these names, uh, you know, will a few of them will look or sound the same, which I've had in other lineups. But actually, if you look at it, I've, I've gone quite a bit different in the, in the full slate. Uh, so you had mentioned you, you, you're you using uh, Trevor Lawrence on your Saturday. Well, he's the quarterback of a full slate. He's at 6,000 uh, in the in the DK full slate. So I'm rolling with him at Kansas City for, for the reasons you said. You know, there's – he – you're going to throw even, you know, even if it's garbage time, you know, or, or chasing from behind, all those points count. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking, uh, taking Lawrence and, and I think he'll do just fine. Uh, I mentioned, you know, before Pacheco and McKinnon. So McKinnon actually is in my, uh, in my full slate at 6,000. 
Um, my boy James Cook, I needed uh, need to go a little cheaper at running back uh, as as the lineup worked out. So he's at forty eight hundred in the full full slate. AJ Brown, neither one of us mentioned AJ Brown uh, in our in our uh, you know same day slate, but uh, I'm using him in the full slate. He's at seventy six hundred, so he's my most expensive uh, wide receiver. Uh, pairing him up with CD Lamb in that uh, Cowboy Niner game, and then also pulling in uh, Brandon Ayuk again, uh, like I did in the single slate. So my uh, my wide receivers are A.J. Brown at 7,600, C.D. Lamb at 7,300, and then Brandon Ayuk at 5,000. Uh, my tight end, I'm using uh, Dallas Goddard, 4,500. Uh, leaves me at flex with T. Higgins at 5,800. And then I've got the Cowboys defense at 3,000. So I'm... I'm I've got every, I think I've got just about everything covered, you know, between my single day slates and my full slate, I've got just about everything covered. So my, again, my full slate is uh, Trevor Lawrence at 6,000, McKinnon at 6,000, James Cook at 4,800, AJ Brown at 7,600, CD Lamb at 7,300, Brandon Ayuk at 5,000, Goddard at 4,500, T Higgins at 5,800 and Cowboys defense at 3,000. I love it. And just uh, just quick, and correct me if, I, if I'm if i wrong here and I missed any of these, uh, but uh, no Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, no Juju, or really any of those other auxiliary uh, options. Uh, no uh, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. I don't think you did. You know, no, no Christian Kirk. Um, no Jalen Hurts. No. Um, no uh, Tyler Boyd, which is kind of a, you know, a, just kind of a flex guy, but gets options there. Uh, no Josh Allen. Um and no Dak Prescott, no running backs at all for the Cowboys, Zeke or Tony Pollard. Um, and then uh, Michael Gallup either, who's a nice kind of upswing guy. And then uh, for the 49ers too, which I hear on other programs, a very popular quarterback because of the price point and the upside of what we saw last week, four total touchdowns, 300 yards, no Brock Purdy either in this lineup, which is or these lineups or George Kittle. So there's some premier top dog options, but we're narrowing it down in the playoffs and with price points, like those are the main players that you and I hadn't chosen, you know, choosing and not, not to say that they're not worth a DFS lineup, um, but you and I didn't pick them. And I just kind of, as we go through the program, I thought it was interesting that those names didn't pop up. Right. Um, Like I didn't go with AJ Brown. He's amazing. Obviously he can, he can get nuts, but with the price points and like what that game might look like. And if they're going to slow somebody down in that offense, it, I think it's going to try to be A.G. Brown. Uh, Miles Sanders is another guy that we didn't mention. So I just thought that was interesting that some of those like top dog names were not options for yeah. us in our number and, of lineups. And I found it a couple times because I was thinking about Brock Purdy and some of those other names you mentioned. And, you know, when you look at it and it's like, well, there's, you know, for such a small slate, especially those single day slates, there's really not that much salary difference between, you know, one of them and another, which we think is a better option. So if you can craft a lineup, you know, with a little better option versus, you know, during the regular season, when you've got, you know, nine games you're picking from, then, you know, that it gives you, you know, a little more flexibility to go with some of the names, you know, the bigger names that you want and and just focus your price savings at at a couple key places rather than, you know, spreading it out through your lineup. So. I totally, totally agree there. Uh, Brock Purdy, for example, I think was like 7,400, if I remember correctly, on FanDuel. Joe Burrow's 8,000. So you're right. talking $600 discrepancy. Right. You can you make know. that up somewhere so, else. Yeah. 
exactly. So I like that. That's a, that's a good price point there. Okay, so we've given you five total lineups, two Saturdays, two Sundays, and a full slate there on DraftKings. Let's get into our pickums, Derek, before we get out of here. Last week, again, we both went with the Niners. They got the dub. We both went with the Buffalo Bills. It was a squeaker, and we didn't see that coming, but they got the dub. We both went with the Bengals. They got the dub. We both went with the Bucks. And the Bucks got embarrassed, frankly. Yes. Yes, um, and I, I just want to mention, I want to jump the gun and be one of those hot takey shows. We're not, that's not really you and my style personally either. However, two months ago, maybe uh, bold predictions came around for the second half of the season. And you said something to the effect of, I think Tom Brady gets eliminated for the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs and potentially retires. Well, we're halfway there. So we'll see what happens. But you were kind of ahead of the curve on seeing that coming in the foreshadowing. We both picked the Chargers, looked amazing for two quarters, and then didn't happen there, so they got the L. And then I picked the Giants, you picked your Vikings, and the Giants got the upset there. So let's move on to the other side here. The first game is, again, Jacksonville traveling to Kansas City, fresh off the bye week. Andy Reid is unbelievable off a bye week here. Do you you think the Jags have a realistic chance of winning the game? Do they have a chance? They do, but a realistic chance? I, I don't see it. I, I, I can't see a realistic scenario where Kansas City doesn't win this game. Uh, it may be closer than we think, but uh, no, I, I, I definitely see Kansas City moving on here. Fair enough. And let's you know, let's not forget uh, Doug Peterson and, and Nick Foles shocked the world beating the Patriots a few years ago with a much inferior team. So it is the playoffs. You never know, Anything and they did look happen. great in that second half. And look, I mean, as good as Mahomes is and everybody else and Andy Reid off a bye, you come out rusty and you get punched in the mouth, right? It can really take you off your guard. So we'll see what happens there. I agree with you, though. At the end of the day, I think the Chiefs get it done and move on. Let's talk about the other number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles, hosting divisional rival. They've already played twice this year. However, kind of weird when you look back on the stats, right? Like Jalen Hurts didn't play one game. Daniel Jones didn't play one game. The game that Daniel Jones played and Jalen Hurts didn't, the Giants were doing really well. Then you play uh, Jalen Hurts, no Daniel Jones, and the Eagles smash him up. So it's kind of weird to look back on this game. But number one, Eagles getting a fresh buy there. Much needed because they're all beat up, yeah. including Jalen Hurts. And then the Giants, who rested their guys in Week 18 against the Eagles, who gave them kind of a fake win and then came out last week. And I got to be honest, man, like no hate to the Vikings. Love the Vikings as a team. But – the Giants were that underdog team that just came out and started smashing early. And I yeah. think the Vikings got on their heels and made it happen. So I don't know, man, I think this one's going to be really interesting and it isn't a d- divisional game. You never know what those kind of games. Yeah. Giants really played out their skin last week and, you know, on the, you know, for that 60 minutes on the field, they were the better team and it wasn't, it really wasn't close for most of the game. You know, they were just the better team all around. And, you know, so they're, they're bringing that uh, momentum in and, you know, like you mentioned the Eagles are a little banged up and that rest helped them out. If I think Hertz is fine. I mean, we, he, he did play that full game, you know, that we saw before, uh, you know, at the end of the regular season, he played the whole game. If, if, if there was a concern for his health, he probably wouldn't have played that game. So I feel comfortable with, with Hertz, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be closer than, uh, you know, than it should be. And like I said, you know, if, if the Giants can come out just like they did last week and, and punch the Eagles in the teeth and take that crowd out of it a little bit and, 
you know, they, they can hang with. And if it gets to the end and it's close, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Uh, ultimately, I think Philly's going to win. Um, you know, I think talent wins out in, in the, the, the skilled players on the, on the Philly side and the defense, frankly, uh, is, is better than, than the Eagles. And I think that's going to win out in the long run. So uh, I think, uh, I mean, the Giants are a fun, fun team to watch uh, last week and into this week, but I think their road's going to end in, in Philly. Yeah, this one could be really interesting. I think Philly ultimately wins the game too, but I couldn't agree with you more. And I think back to the Seahawks 49er game, right? Mm-hmm. Last Good week example. where, I mean, everyone's talking like Niners are much better. Niners are much better. They are. They were. Um, and they finally woke up and got it done in the second half. But in the first half, the Seahawks showed up to play. And they're like, you know what? Like, we're here too. We're also a playoff team, right? And we're a divisional rival. Like, it would make our whole season not only to move on, but knock these guys out. And you see teams show up like that. I think the Giants, like I, I said this last week with the Giants and, and Vikings, I'm going to duplicate it. I think the Giants come out early, heavy, and maybe even lead at halftime by 3, 7, 10. Um, the Eagles haven't had to play many second halves this year. They've dominated people. And then Jalen Hurts basically sits in the fourth quarter half the season. I think it's going to be close. And if it's not Daniel Jones plays a flawless game, which he has been playing this year, the difference is going to be the Vikings have a great offense, horrendous defense. The Eagles have a great offense when they're right and a great defense. And I think that's going to be the difference overall. Um, so if the Giants, you know, make a couple of mistakes and the Eagles get up a possession or two, I just don't think the Giants have the offense to then come back on that. So at the end of the game, I do believe that the Eagles will get it done. But I agree with you. I think it'll be close and maybe even the Giants kind of controlling the pace for three quarters. But ultimately, I think it's the Eagles overall. All right, let's move to Sunday here, and we have the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. We previewed it enough. This should be high-flying. It's going to be a lot of fun no matter what. Who do you think wins the game? Yeah, you know, and I might be saying this next week, depending on, uh, you know, which of these two teams go to Kansas City. But uh, this this is kind of reminiscent of the, the game uh, a couple of years ago uh, now where uh, Buffalo and Kansas City were just trading blows, you know, and it came down and it went into overtime, and there was just, you know, the defense had nothing left and Kansas City had the ball first and they scored and, you know, and they won the game. So I, I could see a scenario where this game mirrors that one. And, you know, we may say that next week, you know, again, with the winner going to Kansas city, because uh, both of these teams have played, you know, really epic uh, playoff games in Kansas city the last two years. Uh, so which one do I think is going to move on? I think it's going to be Cincinnati actually. Uh, I, I really, I really felt all season long, even, and I wasn't, you know, really swayed in the beginning when they got off to a slow start, but I really thought this is Kansas, or I mean, Cincinnati, they got very close last year. You know, they lost in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they know how to get there and they know how to win it now. And so I really think Cincinnati uh, has, is on a mission. Uh, they're going to have two very steep, hills to overcome this week and next week to get there. But uh, I, I think they will. So I'm going with Cincinnati. I agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Also Um, the bills have been great. They're hosting this game. Um, I think when push comes to shove though, I just like the talent. The bills are obviously very talented and well coached. I just think the Bengals have one more punch, maybe if you will, or one more blow or big play. Um, and just secondary wise, I don't, 
the Bills secondary that was dominant for a couple of years recently has been banged up all year. And they're just not as scary as they need to be right now. And if Joe Burrow can hold on to the ball and Joe Mixon, who you have in your, one of your lineups can be effective. Um, I think that it's a very close game. I think it's a high flying game, maybe both teams into 30 points, but ultimately maybe a field goal. Uh, and I do like the Bengals with an upset, if you want to call it that, because they're a lower seed, but I do like the Bengals to return to the AFC championship in a repeat of last year's, uh, which was the chiefs and the Bengals. And of course, obviously the Bengals got past them into the Super Bowl. So I agree with you. I do think the Bengals get past them. Yeah. And what's going to be telling to me in that game is uh, which, which, who dominates the line, the line of scrimmage, especially the Buffalo defense, the Cincinnati offense, you know, can the offensive line protect, give Joe Burrow the time to get the ball to his, his skilled players. And if they, if he can, uh, I'm, I'm very confident. I'm, I'm very comfortable with that pick. Uh, you know, if Buffalo is getting that pressure on him and he's not able to, to make those plays, then it, you know, it could be a different outcome. So I think, I think it's going to be very telling, especially, uh, you know, the first, uh, first half, but even in the first quarter to see who, which, which side of that uh, equation is really dominating. And that's going to be very telling. Yeah. We don't give a lot of shout outs to kickers uh, in fantasy in general, <laughs> but certainly not this time of year. However, in NFL terms and for pick'em purposes, two of the best NFL kickers and fantasy kickers in the league in this one, Evan McPherson for the Bengals. And uh, of course, Tyler Bass there too. So they could come down to a field goal and, you know, that could be a big game too there. And we saw it didn't matter with Brett Maher missing yeah. his four. What kicks. a segue. What a segue. But, but it certainly could have. And we know how much the kickers are going to matter. So yes. let's go to the Cowboys facing the Niners. Again, they played last year in the playoffs. Niners squeaked out a dub and got past them. Um, again, number two, see for the Niners, number five for Dallas, another outdoor game, another road game. The Cowboys won their first game in 30 years on the road in the playoffs last week, obviously in big fashion, but even though it's, you know, Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady, yada, yada, the bucks are not the 49ers on defense. They are not. And, uh, you know, we saw, yeah, we, you know, I think you could say, you know, we, we saw, the Cowboys getting right, you know, in the playoffs, but again, it was against the Bucks, and I don't, I think they're walking into a very, much different environment this week against the Niners. And, you know, frankly, uh, I don't know if they can keep up at that level of, uh, of play, you know, the, yeah, they looked good last week and they were dominant against the Bucks, but you know, they're going to have to play that game again to have a chance to win in San Francisco. And I just don't see that they do. I think the defense is going to uh, put pressure on, uh, on the, on the Dallas. Uh, they're going to stop the running running backs. I don't see either running. Uh, you, you said before, neither one of us picked either of the Cowboy running backs. Well, that was for good reason, you know, and if, if they can't run the ball, you know, and Dak's getting pressure, you know, that, that really affects the rest of the game. So I, I think, yeah, I think that that Cowboys offense is going to uh, find out really quick that they're not in Tampa anymore. Uh, you know, defensively, you know, they've got a good defense, and you know, they'll. I think they'll play tough against uh, all those weapons. But you know, you mentioned it before. You know, when you've got CMC split out, and you got Mitchell in the back, and you've got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. I mean, where are you gonna, you know, put? put your focus on that. Uh, okay. You put it here and you know, well, then Brock will go a different way. You know, you, you take away the receivers, you got, you've got two running backs and 
throw in Debo, you know, you got three guys carrying the ball who can really, uh, you know, be playmakers. So, you know, pick your poison, you know, how, how the defense gonna, gonna take on the, the Niners. So, uh, yeah, I like the Niners here. Uh, and I actually, uh, I like them well enough that I, I, I would lay, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know what the point spread is offhand, but, uh, uh, I, I think they win by, you know, six or seven points, even maybe, maybe even eight, you know, they, I, I think they're going to play well. Two big factors, I think from last week and last year, last year, the Niners got the win in Dallas. So that was a road game in Dallas. Niners got it done. This game is in fake San Francisco, as I call it down in Santa Clara, because it's not in San Francisco. Um, nonetheless, it's a home game for the Niners. I think that's going to be a big advantage there. Also, the Buccaneers haven't run the ball in two months. They can't. They can't run the ball. And Tom Brady, outside of a bomb or two to Mike Evans every once in a while to spread the field-ish, he's throwing four-yard passes the entire game. Brock Purdy might also, but the Niners' yak and the Niners' weapons are just different. The scheme is different, plus that run game and, and everything else. So I just feel like the 49ers will keep them off base, and it really just comes down to you know protecting the football, which I think ultimately Brock Purdy will do, and the 49ers will get that win. So I'm going to go with uh, – we have all four games actually picked the same, which I know is no fun for our ratings. Uh, however, we're both going to go with the Chiefs uh, over the Jaguars. We're both going to go with the Eagles over the Giants. We're both going to take the quote-unquote upset of the Bengals over the Bills, and we're going to take the 49ers over the Cowboys. Any final – Notes from the week's DFS lineups. Any other thoughts here before we tune out and get ready for some playoff football in the divisional round? No, no, this is fun. I mean, we got some great, great matchups. You know, next week we're going to, no matter how it slices up, you know, and, unless there's a shock and maybe Jacksonville wins in Kansas City, I mean, we're going to have two super matchups next week to, uh, to discuss. So, no, this is fun. This is what playoff football is supposed to be. You know, great matchups, great football. You know, thankfully there's no – extreme weather, you know, issues that'll, you know, level that playing field. We're going to see these teams playing at their, you know, it should be their best and, you know, without, uh, without any uh, interference or so, uh, no, great, great football. I can't wait till it kicks off tomorrow. If you had to pick one upset, we'll take the Bengals out because the two and three seed, but they're pretty much the same thing. If you had to pick one upset, potentially, which game do you think could go the wrong way? Giants. Giants or Eagles again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm I just don't you. see a path for Jacksonville as you know, as fun a team they are, and they're, for a they're full on, game. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, and they're on, you know, they're on the rise. You know, next year we might be talking about something very different, but uh, absolutely, yeah. Not let's uh, get it. Let's get a Jaguars Lions Super Bowl next year, huh? What do you say? Yeah, you know, Calvin Ridley joining <laughs> that group. I mean, that's going to be a really good yeah. team. You know, that, that potentially could be a really good team. But uh, now for for this weekend, uh, if if there is an upset, a true upset, then uh, it's the Giants going into Philly and, and, and winning there. So. I'm with the familiar opponents, right? It's a lot. It's hard to hard to get past the team a couple it of is. times in the season there. So I like that. All right. For Derek, I am Sky. Another DFS lineup in the books. Again, make sure you go to our website. You get all the free articles from all of our great writers, all the content. And don't forget, folks, we're in DFS land. We're in the playoffs. We're having some fun with postseason fantasy football. We're already diving into 2023 and reflecting on 2022 and doing the homework that helps us get ready for drafting. Derek accidentally dropped in a text on the wrong thread earlier today, which which totally sold him out that he's already drafting folks for another. It's never lineup, too early. Right? Never too early year, to get ready. It's never too early. So 
We're in it. We're in it to win it. So make sure you go to our rasball.com and check out all the articles. Stay right here on the YouTube channel. Of course, subscribe, hit the bell so you don't miss any updates. Follow us on the podcast for those of you on the go. Rasball Fantasy Football Podcast. Download anywhere you listen to your podcast. Of course, please leave us a rate and review. We much appreciate your honest feedback. And of course, follow us on Twitter, everything Rasball at R A Z Z B A L L. For my man Derek, I'm your host, Sad Guasco. It's always a pleasure. Enjoy more playoff football, folks. We will see you next week.